1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Grab your family, a date, or friends, and get yourself reacquainted with the movies today because the big screen is back. Get your tickets today to see Free Guy and other great blockbusters at MarcusTheaters.com. There's something for everyone at Marcus Theaters. Time to get into the music news with our music expert. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. How are you guys? We're good. It's a little humid over here on yeah, our side here, of the lake. Here too. Here too. A little I, steamy. I would a take humid. I keep forgetting it's still summer. It, it is still summer. Even it's though still, it's only mid-August. Even though kids are going back to school, and I still can't get my head around kids going back to school in uh-huh. the middle of August. Not all kids, but some yeah, kids. I was going to say not here. So because when we went to school, it was September. Day, it was right after Labor Day. Right, September. Yeah, the holiday you hated the most of every year. <laughs> Yeah, it was just full of foreboding. Yeah, it was just like, this isn't a holiday. It's my freaking last day of freedom. Yeah, that's true. Or then there was always, now there were the years you started a couple of days before Labor Day, and then you got that three-day weekend, too. Yeah, that never happened uh, to me, but, you know, again, the electricity barely happened when I was in school. uh, I understand. uh, But it did did for my kids a couple times. We We were the week before Labor Day. Well, Gary, our top story this morning... And we won't save her till the end to see how she's doing as Britney Spears. <laughs> this was a quiet week, actually. Um, but it, it, it does end with a biggie. First of all, there were these rumors that she had secretly married Jason Trawick, you know, who was her right. boyfriend and all that. And that's been largely denied, although he came out and said he thinks she will perform again someday. But the bigger news that came out is she's now under investigation in Las Vegas for a dispute uh, with one of her housekeepers. Uh, Brittany is accused of striking said housekeeper during an argument over a cell phone. Um, you know, they're kind of low-keying the incident. You know, the Ventura County Sheriff's Office there is saying it's a disagreement. Uh, there were no injuries. Brittany's attorney is saying it's a he said, she said, although I think it's actually a she said, she said uh, disagreement over a cell phone. So. If this wasn't Britney Spears, is this even a story? Yeah, you okay. know, if it's Lady Gaga, no, if it's Lady Gaga, if it's any Adam Levine, if it's any celebrity of that pop magnitude, it's a story. It it, it maybe it maybe pops a little higher on the cycle because it's Britney Spears and because of everything that's been going on. So once you've gone platinum, you can't slap phones out of the help's hands anymore, right? Once you've gone multi-platinum, okay, multi-platinum. You can get away with it when platinum. you're platinum. Okay, all right. So will this? Tr- turn out to be a nothing or will this yeah this will turn out to be a nothing all right so i don't think it's going to have any effect it's not going to help her move up the the hearing date you know to to get her dad out of the conservancy but that nothing was going to do that anyway does it slow things down no okay i I really do think this is going to be because you know this is britney spears inevitably we'll have something else to talk about next week i watched two things this week i watched making david geffen which is not really new i think it's a few years old around for a while right Right, which was interesting. Yeah, you know, his ups and oh, downs. Yeah, no, it's very well done. He had he had his failures, and he had obviously his successes. And huge successes. But the best line I think of the whole thing was when his uh, music label, the Geffen label, stunk, and even he admits it did. Um, the joke was, "What's the difference between the Titanic and Geffen Records?" And the punchline is. Titanic had better bands. Yep. <laughs> yep, I remember hearing that. But they, they did turn that around. And is I mean, he a ge- is David was, Geffen a genius? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he's Spielberg Katzenberg, you know. Yeah. You know, that whole consortium, George Lucas. DreamWorks, right. Yeah, they just, right. These guys just, you know, they know. They know how to do stuff. And they know how to, you know, now listen, on the the music record company side, Geffen, David Geffen had a lot of help finding, you know, it wasn't David Geffen that found Guns N' Roses. But, you know, he had good people in the company. He seems much more calm now than he was when he had hair. <laughs> I wish I was there. I wish that I was that way. <laughs> Is that do you do you get that impression? I do I do think billions of dollars help you calm down. That's true. And, you know and, what? Never thought about that. <laughs> and, and also generational success, artistic success. But he also too. said he when he was a millionaire, when he had all the money more money than he thought he he would ever make, he was unhappy yet. So yeah, well, he he had all sorts of identity issues. Yeah, okay. you know he had a lot of that going on. That you know, like they say, money money can't buy happiness. Although we many of us would surely like like to test that out ourselves. And I also watched Woodstock '99. Okay, on, on HBO <laughs> Max. In there? It was about the way I remembered it. Yeah, it was a mess. It was you know it was a mess, but it. Yeah. It wasn't as it didn't become as much of a mess as it's remembered until the last night, until Sunday night. It was not a great fe- it was not a great festival by any <laughs> imagination, but people still had a good time for most of that weekend. All right, okay, I'm, I, and I'm not letting it off the hook. I'm just saying that it's easy it's easy to glom on to something bad that happened i wondered because I, I was thinking you can get that festival you could you, if, if somebody else did that documentary who wanted to make it seem like it went well you could do that you, you could, could yeah and yeah oh yeah by the way sunday night everybody was a little tired so it was so you know there was there was a minor ruckus on sunday night uh, you that, know no the, they, the ruckus on sunday night gary out of, gary they, they tore down the peace wall they did <laughs> and they burned it this this was yeah, and as we said, this was I I and I have always and I put it I put it to the organizers that night. In fact, when the rioting was going on, just that you know, you guys kind of thought you could call it Woodstock and just have the Woodstock spirit prevail because it was called Woodstock, didn't you? You know, you didn't you didn't take consider that this is what was it thirty years later. And you had to do a different kind of festival. Well, there's that scene in there where the guy is standing in front of the 30-foot-tall Jimi Hendrix wall. And a reporter is asking him who played the national anthem at the original Woodstock. And he's standing in front of the Hendrix thing. And the guy goes, wasn't his name Jerry something? I mean, they had had no – the people who went to that one had no – This is a – it was a different generation. Yeah, right. And And so – so, and, yeah. and the promoters blamed it all on MTV. MTV yeah, was killing yeah. us with yeah. the way they were reporting on it. So yeah, you know, it's uh, you know, it just it it went awry. It it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't planned as well as it could have been. But I still I will still say that yeah, it's easy to it's easy to fixate on the bad stuff that happened. And yes, the bad things should define that festival. But a lot of people had a good time up until. You know, it all went south. Until they set it all on fire. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened on the USS Poseidon. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice Everyone's time. Everyone's having until a it great cap- time. Until it capsized, yeah. Right. Hey, speaking of MTV, they announced their uh, their performers for, what, the uh, 
the video the video music awards yeah. you know that are taking that are taking place on September 12th uh they will be lord new album out today olivia rodrigo little nas x camila cabello machine gun kelly and they just announced yesterday foo fighters are going to play because dave grohl's getting the this year's icon award so right. and it'll be taking place in brooklyn again i think it's going to it's going to be a kind of hybrid live uh an in-person event like we've grown used to seeing from award shows and you know it's, it's usually a big night yeah, well, not a big, not a big night for rock. You know, pop and rap have really taken over. You know that that particular award show, but but it'll still be entertaining. Um, Kiss is uh, coming to town. We're running, we're running spots for Kiss. But David Lee Roth, it says David Lee Roth dropped off of Kiss tour. Now, did he drop off of the tour, or did they go? You're done. You're out. This remains ephemeral. Um, Gene Simmons did acknowledge this week that David Lee Roth is not uh, part of the tour, and basically, basically said that he, that you know, he Gene Simmons basically said that David Lee Roth is past his prime. He did praise how great a performer David Lee Roth was in his heyday, but the way the way Gene put it was, he meaning David Lee Roth took being a frontman way beyond anything, and then I don't know what happened to him something and you get modern day dave i prefer to remember elvis presley in his prime sneering lips back in memphis doing all that i don't want to think of a bloated naked elvis on the bathroom floor so that's how gene simmons is portraying david wow, Rock that's right uh, now that's the nicest thing he could think to say about david. quite quite insulting actually isn't it <laughs> bloated you know, yeah bathroom no, floor. so i i suspect what happened was you know david lee roth perhaps chose to drop out at the last minute and left Kiss in a lurch. And so maybe this is the reason for a little a little bit of vitriol. Boy, Gene yeah. is uh, five years older than Dave, and he's calling Dave past his prime. That's uh, that's another Well, and Gene, you head. know, Gene is, but, you know, fact of the matter is we all saw Dave on that last Van Halen tour. And the singing was pretty awful. <laughs> and uh, you see, you see, Kiss now, and it's still a pretty good show. Well, and plus, so, Kiss wasn't doing what David Lee Roth used to do, jumping up and doing the splits and flying all around the stage and blah nah, blah but, blah. No, nah, but they're walking around on those big boots and blowing fire and uh, you know spitting blood and uh, you know I I I'm not giving David a pass here. He okay, him, but you know he let himself go. Okay. All right. So, I thought Dave know, looked pretty good. I, I don't know about the voice, but I thought Dave looked pretty good the last time I saw him. Looked good, but, you know, sounded, at least last time I saw him, sounded terrible. <laughs> I mean, bona, bona fide Vince Neal caliber, terrible. All right, so quickly, what's your, what what was the better Van Halen, Sammy or Dave? Oh, boy. Come on. The, they're both great. No, I mean, really, I, I always go crazy with this because they, they were both great bands. They were slightly different kind of bands. You know, one was a red delicious apple the other was a macintosh but they were both apples <laughs> neither and they was were a, both really good neither was a honey crisp okay if you prefer honey crisp it's fine but we may want to talk about that in terms of gary sharon oh that was, gary more, that was maybe more the honey crisp yeah. part version of the band you where the other two were a little crunchier all right so their tu- their tours going on but there's other covid updates here Oh, there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of stuff going on. So, fashion your seatbelt. Neil Neil Young pulling out of Farm Aid, saying that you know he has he has this feeling that it's not safe 
to do that kind of thing right now. The show, however, Farmate, however, will go on. Willie, John Mellencamp, Dave Matthews, or all the other bands are still in it. Uh, Garth Brooks has canceled the remaining announced dates of his stadium tour this year. Again, just saying that he doesn't think it's safe to have them. Same with Nine Inch Nails. They have canceled all their tour plans uh, for the coming years. Uh, they were going to play at Riot Fest, Slipknot, and Morrissey have been added to take their place. BTS, the big Korean K-pop band, has officially canceled their Map of the Soul World Tour. It's been postponed a few times, and they finally just said, you know, we don't, we don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. We hope there is one, but we're not holding on to your money anymore. See you later. Uh, Korn postponed eight tour dates, uh, you know, because Jonathan Davis, their front man, got sick. Pop Evil, the same thing. Their front man got sick. Cadillac 3 are doing the same thing. So that's that's just the latest update. Uh, there's, a, the, you know, there's a lot more going on. There's a lot more coming. And I know we've said this a number of times. We, you know, we, are in, we are in the middle of a science experiment and a sociology experiment. And it's going to be like this for, I think, the foreseeable future few months. You know, so some tours are going to go down altogether. Some tours are just going to postpone X number of dates because somebody got COVID and then go back on the road. And this is what we're going to be living with for a while. Yeah. Um, it just seems to be the way it is. Yeah. I mean, there's no, you know, it, it's, you know, nobody wants to shut down totally. Again, the governments, you know, whether it's the federal, the states or the individual municipalities are not going to institute shutdown orders again. So it's really going to be up to the individual, in this case, the individual businesses, promoters, bands, about what they're going to do. And then up to us as, as the individual concert goers, whether we feel safe going or not. Neil Peart sold his entire car collection? Well, Neil, Peart, Neil Peart's family oh, uh, sold it. Right. Yeah, he had a really nice collection. Is this of like all or nothing? Like you, you, have, you can't just come in and take two or three. You have to take the whole. How many was well, no, it? He's, they sold them individually. There were a number of cars. Uh, really, really, there were like 14 or something. Really good ones. Too, you know, uh, Lamborghini, Jaguar, um, Aston Martin, Maserati, uh, you know, Chevy Corvette, Stingray. Total of three point nine million dollars in the auction uh, were bid. So, you know, Neil used to call the, these the Silver Surfers. They're not all silvers, but silver. But that's what he called them. And it's something he, he acquired over the years himself. You know, just like you do every now and then. Oh, I got a bunch of money. I'm going to go buy an Aston Martin. <laughs> No, certainly not. Speaking not a problem, of us, not a, pro not a problem at all. Speaking of um, selling things off, uh, Kelly Clarkson oh, owns yeah. the place where her ex is living. Yeah, so this was, you know, this was kind of we we kind of straddled this one last. This week. This guy is so, having bad week after bad week, isn't he? Right. So you know, basically, now that a judge has upheld the prenup agreement that Kelly Clark Clarkson and Brandon Blackstock, her soon-to-be ex-husband. Uh, he's upheld that they signed before the marriage. Turns out that, you know, Kelly has rights to ownership rights to the Montana ranch where Brandon is now living. So, you know, basically, you know, he's got a vamboose from there. The original ruling, you know, before the prenup was upheld was that, okay, Brandon could live there, but he had to pay for it. He had, he had to pay for the upkeep and the, and the rent on. and everything else. He had to see the writing on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so now, you know, basically this is going to change, this will change the tenor 
of this divorce, even though Kelly will still have to pay him spousal support. You know what? He set the tenor early on in this thing with what he was asking for. And she, you know what? He gave her tat and she fired back with a whole load of tit once she had the ability to do so. Exactly. Tat tat comes first. Right. Exactly. He, he He was delivering tat after tat after tat. And now here comes your big wheelbarrow full of Tit, you big dummy. Yep, but he still, you know, he still is going to walk away with a, uh, a generous spousal support. Do we know yeah. the price tag on that place? I on that place, no, I haven't seen anything about it yet. But yeah, it's Montana. It's got to be worth some money. Uh, we're auctioning off Keith Richards' uh, guitar that he shot a hole through. Does it even work? Oh yeah, he's been playing it for uh, for for a, a while actually. Great. Seems like um, that would go right in the garbage after you shoot a hole. No, 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 no. Not if you're Keith. You know, it's a place yeah. to hide your stash if nothing else. Okay. But this is a 1952 Gibson SJ Southern Jumbo guitar, and what happened was one day in '95, he walked into a hotel room and Ronnie Wood was playing it, and this is in Memphis. Ronnie's playing it, and Keith said, where'd you get the guitar? And he said, oh, Mick lent it to me, and Keith knew he was lying. So Keith grabbed the guitar, put it between two pillows, pulled a gun out, and shot it. Um, But then he continued playing it, and has (laughs) continued playing it. So it's going up for auction now. It's expected to get about a quarter of a million dollars. And you'll be able to play whoever buys it will be able to play it. Um, this comes just before news, by the way, that the Rolling Stones on October 22nd are going to release a 40th anniversary edition of the Tattoo You album. Uh, it's going to have the original album, a disc of outtakes and rarities, and then two discs from a live concert in London. Uh, you know, And what's interesting about this is this is a reissue of an album that was basically pieced together from leftover material the Stones had in the first place. You know, like like uh, Start Me Up had been around for I think it was six or eight years, and just never finished. What was that? Nineteen eighty one came out in eighty one. Came out in eighty one, but it's from material that dates back to Goat's Head Soup and it's only rock and roll and black and blue and some girls too, right? I mean, right? They, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It was, yeah, it was like all the cast-offs that, like, nah, we're not putting it yeah, on it's this. Like album. we got a bunch of them. These were their kids. You know, when you think about it, uh, Start Me Up was a cast-off. Oh my God! You know. So, so it's always been. I've always loved that album. Well, we don't know what, what what the progress was on them at the point too, and they went, right. "Well, we're going to wait on this one." Because I've heard writers say they just need more time to sit and stew, you know. And, and that does happen sometimes. But it's still funny that this was an album that was just kind of like, "Yeah, we got to put an album out. Let's let's find a bunch of crap that we have laying around, and <laughs> and then it becomes this multi platinum album." We should uh, get to the Bob Dylan stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so what's you know what's going on with Bob Dylan? Uh, you know, is twofold. One is that he is he is he has been sued for sexually abusing a minor back in the mid '60s, and the woman who is anonymous uh, just goes by the initials J.C. is looking for a jury trial, saying she suffered physical and psychological injuries based from her time with Dylan during the, mostly, looks like it during the summer of 1965, mostly at the Chelsea Hotel. A number of Dylan, well, Dylan's attorney came out, first of all, to deny the charges and say that this will be vigorously defended. That's his quote, uh, vigorously defended. Now you have a bunch of Dylan scholars who will come out, including, including Clinton Halen, who just published a book about that period in Dylan's life, saying it it doesn't add up. First of all, he was on tour in London 
most of the time he was only when he was in the U.S. He was mostly in Los Angeles. Did spend a few days in Woodstock. If he was in New York, he wasn't at the Chelsea Hotel. He was living with his manager, and it was only in New York for a couple days. And there was a film crew following him around. D.A. Pennebaker, uh, who made his documentary about Dylan at the time, you know, saying that that, partic- that specific time, she's claiming there was a film crew following him around. So, and there's no evidence on the film that any of this happened. So this is going to be part of the vigorous defense. It seems awfully hard to prove at yeah, all. I mean, it's all because the time, of the passage. Yeah. If nothing else is going to be a he said, she said, yeah. uh, the the plaintiff is going to have to, you know, produce evidence beyond the shadow of a doubt that this happened. And it sounds like Dylan's camp is going to have plenty of material to shed doubt on it. All right. Uh, what do we want to finish on this week, Gary? Well, we say happy birthday to Robert Plant. He turned 73 this week, you know, not this week, today. And he's he working turned, on a new album, right, with Alison Krauss? He's, he's worked past tense. Okay. It'll come out November 19th, uh, Raise the Roof. It's, you know, the first since they had their uh, Grammy Award-winning Raising Sand album in 2007. Basically got the band back together. A lot of the same people who worked on it, T-Burn Burnett produced it. Uh, it'll be out in, in November, and, you know, with hopes that they'll be able to tour for it like they did and uh, tour for it next year. All right, very good. Gary, what are your sport- we're out of time. What are your sports plans for the week? Uh, so, you know, we're going to we're chasing Miguel Cabrera's 500th home run. Okay. It's been it's been, nine, it's been 8 days now since he's been on 499. <laughs> oh, <man>. Okay. <laughs> so I think right. he's feeling a little pressure. <laughs> All right, well sit tight. You'll probably get it this weekend. We hope so. All right, Gary, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, take care. All right, Gary Graff, is our music expert.